Shulchan Aracharav, we are in Simen Tav Tzadik Dalid, section 494. Yesterday we began learning the 16th halacha, halacha tazayin, where we began to explain the custom of eating dairy on the Yom Tov of Shavuos. We explained that this custom is everywhere on the first day of Shavuos. There are some people that also observe it on the second day of, of Shavuos. We explained that it's important to observe this minig because as it says, minig avisenu toidahi, customs that are observed by our ancestors have the power of Torah law, especially since many reasons were given for it. Yesterday we brought some of the reasons that the Rebbe brought in his talks. Okay, continuing the halacha. Now, cautions. Even though there's this custom and it should be observed, and meaning of Sinotaydahi, nevertheless, it is also a mitzvah to eat meat on all festivals. In other words, this is something, there's a mitzvah, and this applies to every yumtiv as is going to be explained in section 529. Therefore, one must be careful not to violate the prohibition against eating milk, uh, meat, meat and milk during the same time period. And one should follow the guidelines that are stated in Yoyedea, sections 88 and 89, which are not extant in the Alter Rebbe's Shulchan Aruch, in the Shulchan Aruch of Rabbi Yosef Cairo and the Ramah, it's mentioned that milk and meat should not be served at the same meal. In Yehudah 89, Rav Yosef Kaira mentions the time that one must wait between eating meat and milk when one eats meat first. He also mentions the safeguard to be taken when one eats milk first. The Minig Chabad, the Lubavitch custom, is to wait six hours after eating meat before eating dairy foods and to wait one hour after eating dairy foods except hard cheese, in which case one would have to wait six hours. But otherwise, one waits one hour after eating dairy before eating meat. Okay. So, we must observe this custom of eating dairy, but at the same time, we should not neglect the mitzvah to eat meat on Yom Tif. And since we have to have milk and meat, we have to make sure that we are not chas v'shalim, um, breaking any of the rules that apply to uh, not to have milk and meat at, at the same meal and to wait in between the correct amount of time, etc. Okay. Those who are accustomed to baking bread kneaded with milk or butter should be careful that when the oven is heated before they bake this bread in it, it should be heated thoroughly to the extent that sparks emerge from it. The Rebbe is talking about the halacha, that the oven has to undergo what's called liban gomer, which is the more complete and thorough process of liban. The Divide Shalom notes that from section 451, it would appear that since the milk had not mixed with, excuse me, the meat had not mixed with milk in the oven, and thus the oven was never forbidden, 
all that would be necessary to kasher would be libun kal, heating it to the extent that the outer side of the oven becomes so hot that a hand would recoil from it. This seems to be at odds with what we said here, that it needs to undergo libun gomer. So the Divri Shalom resolves this difficulty by explaining that in this halacha, the Atarev is talking about an earthenware oven for which more stringent rules apply, as Atarev explains in section 451, earthenware can only be kashered by libun gomer. Okay, and this continues Atarev to say, will purge any sauce from meat that might have spilled on the oven's floor at, at, at times and been absorbed in it. When heating the oven, the coals must be passed over the entire surface, section 261. Similarly, one should be careful to use a new baker's peel to remove this bread from the oven. One should not remove it with the same peel used to remove the other breads that were not needed with milk or other dairy ingredients. This concludes today's share.